Okay, hi everybody. Uh, welcome. Um, as you know, this semester we're getting into the book of Leviticus. Yes. Last week, what did we see? We saw something awesome. We saw a New Testament book, Hebrews, overlaid with Leviticus, and we saw that Christ is everything, even in an Old Testament book like Leviticus. Uh, Christ is better, he's greater, and Christ is ours. He's our high priest interceding for us, and we just need to come forward and enjoy him. Today, we come to uh, chapter 11 of Leviticus, and if you will notice, you have the right sheet. There's no Bible verses from Leviticus chapter 11. Uh, <laughs> it's the, the correct sheet, though. This chapter in Leviticus is a chapter on uh, discernment and diet. All these dietary restrictions... Um, it's, it's a famous chapter. People, people joke around, well, you're a believer. You read the Bible. You can't eat shellfish. You can't have that. You can't eat, that. You can't eat uh, pork and different kind of dietary restrictions. Uh, but what opens uh, this chapter is when we see the, the significance of what eating is. Okay? What, what eating is in the Bible and how God, God's plan, God's purpose is very much concerned with eating. Why don't we read just the title? Amen. Uh, you know, this whole week, did you notice it rained all four days so far this week? The weather has not been great, but tonight we can be eating Jesus. Amen. I'm very happy to be here with you all doing that. Um, the entire Bible, uh, this, this is the best way, revealing the entire Bible, to be a Christian. This is the best way to be a believer. A, a believer that does this thing the Bible calls eating Jesus. Okay? And uh, this can be considered eat, eating Jesus. You might say that can be, that's kind of a hard word uh, to hear, but this is, this is something in the Bible Jesus actually himself says. He says, if you don't eat me, you have no part with me. Uh, he says this in John 6. We'll get into a lot of those verses tonight, okay? Um, why don't we just start? Let's, let's read Roman numeral one, just the title. So the entire Bible uh, is a book of eating. The entire Bible. Uh, I used to always, in college, take my Bible with me. It had a little case and a little handle. Some other people carry a lot of bags, too, around campus. I've seen, seen you all. Uh, but I, people would say, what is that, a laptop? And I'd say, that's my lunch. <laughs> but I'm, yeah, I know, silly. And then I'd say, and they'd be like, really? I said, well, it's my Bible. I, I like to take a break during the day and read my Bible for some nourishment. But throughout the entire Bible, there's this thought that God wants us to eat. He's very concerned with what we eat. And he wants us to eat God in Christ as our everything. Okay? Um, so let's, why don't we read those two verses under, under Roman numeral one. This is, if you notice, one is from the very first, the beginning of the Bible, and one is from the end of the Bible. We could call these... So we get a very beginning picture of eating in the Bible all the way to the end. Okay? Why don't we read those two verses? Blessed are those who wash their robes that they may have right to the tree of life. Okay, in, in verse from Genesis, I want you to circle good for food. The tree of life was God himself in the Garden of Eden. And what was that, what was that tree good for? Food. 
good for food. God is good for food? Yes, God is good for food, okay? Um, and then in Revelation 22, 14, circle to the tree of life, even at the end of the Bible, the overcomers, God's people have a right to eat of Christ as the tree of life. So that's our bookends. I'm going to give you a few, few verses because may, maybe all, that's just two verses in the entire Bible. I'm going to take a few verses throughout the entire Bible to show us this theme. And actually, if you get into it, there's hundreds of verses showing us that God's thought is that we would eat something outside of us, take it into us, it would, and it would have an effect on us, okay? Uh, so Moses' books, he has the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Uh, well, Genesis, we just saw that one with the tree of life. Exodus, uh, God gives Christ as the Passover lamb and commands his, his children to eat of this lamb. That was actually how they, they got out of Egypt. Uh, Leviticus is the next book, and tonight we're in a chapter all on eating, all on our diet and what we should contact, take in inside of us. Uh, numbers, there's tons of verses on eating. Deuteronomy, um, we'll get to in just a second, but Deuteronomy also talks about eating, okay? So in the New Testament, Paul, who wrote over half the New Testament, this is just one of, one of verses, there's many verses he speaks about eating. First Timothy 4, 6, Paul says, being nourished with the words of this faith. Do you know the Bible and the word of God should nourish us? Should nourish us. We should get a nourishing substance out of the word of God. First uh, Peter 2.2, 2, Peter says, as newborn babes long for the guileless milk of the word. You might say milk is for drinking, but milk is all babies drink. Milk is their food too. Okay, so there's eating. And then John, obviously, in Revelation. Um, and then Jesus, uh, especially in John 6, a lot of the verses we're going to get in tonight, okay? So there's just some, some verses from the Old Testament throughout the whole Bible where we can see there's this thought of eating. Um, let's say a few things about food. Uh, why food? Why eating? Why does God have this way? Uh, firstly, food is humbling, you know what I mean by that? Everybody's got to eat. You a billionaire? You got to eat. <laughs> You're on the streets? You got to eat. Whatever clothes you wear, whatever car you drive, you got to eat. You ate yesterday? Humbling, but today you got to eat again. <laughs> it's very humbling. Uh, Deuteronomy in, in chapter 8, it says... Uh, and he humbled me. This is the Lord Jehovah humbled me and let me go hungry. Has the Lord ever let you go hungry? Even just spiritually with your nourishment and let you get hungry? I, I, it happened to me when I was in college. This is, this is God's mercy that we would even realize I'm hungry. And I'm not just, I'm not just hungry for the best grades, the best life, but I'm hungry for God. We all have this hunger for God, okay? So number one, food is humbling. Um, okay, food, this is a little definition of food. Food is where we get our strength, our sustenance, and our satisfaction from, okay? Food is where we get our strength, our sustenance, and our satisfaction from. Um, so this is where we go. At the end of the day, after a long day of classes, after whatever we maybe have done, we finally have some free time. Where do we go for our strength? 
sustenance, satisfaction. It doesn't mean we may find it. Maybe we go to social media and just we're so tired, but we would just plop down on the couch just for three or four hours, five, six, <laughs> go through social media. Uh, and we all know not much satisfaction, not much sustenance, not much strengthening. I've never ever, after watching a lot of YouTube videos or Netflix or anything on, on, online, I've never at the end felt like, maybe any, someone in here has, but man, I just want to pray. <laughs> <laughs> after like season one, season two, season three, you, can, you physically can't even keep your body up. I just want to pray. I want to read my Bible. You, you probably physically don't even have the strength to look at your Bible. But somehow, yeah, we, can, we know how it is. But thankfully, we're all beginning to taste. Who's been, who this semester has gotten a taste of God's Word? And this can be an everyday occurrence. It can be more than an everyday occurrence. And the more we taste, the more... Huh, what is my food? Well, where do I get my supply from? And every time we do come to God's word, in the way we're going to talk about tonight to eat of it, we always get supplied. We always find strength. We find sustenance to live the Christian life. Okay? <clears throat> so that's food. Okay? Um, now... I want to talk about the, the, the significance of eating. Okay, just basic principle. Something outside of you, you take it in, it affects you inside. Okay? I know that's real physiological. Outside, you take it in, and it doesn't just have no effect. It affects you. And it becomes you. This is very scientific. It becomes you. You could say it becomes your organic constitution, your biological constitution. Uh, and we're going to get into something called, uh, something awesome in, in, a, in a little bit about the, the cleansing effect of the Word of God. Um, you know, this, the food we eat becomes us, and we become the food, whether we like it or not. If I had two cups, okay, this cup, Will, there's Pepsi. Wherever Will is. <laughs> and this cup, motor oil. Which one? Will you, will you take one and drink it all? And then you, someone else take the other one? Uh, probably not. Well, maybe. Anyway, hopefully not. Because you might get that motor oil. And the things we take in have an effect on us. We are organic beings. Um, and and this, is, this is, you know, you may say, man, why is this guy trying to tie this with science? been learning about this. I mean, I study biology, so I learn about this stuff a little bit, but God, who is the author of the Bible, he happens to also be the creator. He made us, and we eat. That's just a fact. We, we have to eat. Um, and it's not a coincidence. The author of the Bible made us in a way that we have to eat. This is a principle, you can say it's called organic dependence. Okay, uh, we have some freshmen in here. Can we have the freshmen raise their hands? Okay, during your freshman year, if you've eaten on average three meals a day your entire life, you will hit the 20,000 meal mark during your freshman year. Yeah, 20,000 meals. Some of them were probably really good meals. Some of them were probably, anyway. 
Some of them were not. But 20,000 on average. Some, some people I know eat more than three meals a day. Some people a little less, but on average. Um, and you can't just make the decision. You're like, you know what's going to help me? Why? What's holding me back at UT? I spend too much time eating. Okay, you can't stop eating because we have an organic dependence relationship with food. Every day we need to come to food and, and you can't just study it. You can't just look at it. You can't just read the, the ingredients, how to make it. You eventually have to eat it if you want to get the sustenance, right? Every day, three times a day. Okay, remember, this is, this is the picture we're, we're drawing, okay? Um, what else here we got? Okay, now I want to talk a little about this. We're going to get into some scripture where Jesus says, unless you eat me, eat Jesus, you have no part with me. And maybe some of us will say, okay, well, I mean, obviously eating Jesus, and I'll just say right off the back, we're not talking about, like, cannibalism. In case anyone has to leave early, we're not talking about cannibalism. We're talking about eating Jesus as revealed in the Bible. Okay, and we're going we're gonna to talk about what that is. Um, but this is, this is God's word. Who, who, who did we say the author of the Bible is? God. God. So where does the word of God derive its authority from? The authority comes from the authorship. So if I write a book, and I write a book about how to make 10 free throws in a row, and I give, it's two chapters long, I give it to Celio. Celio's like, man, I read that book on how to dribble. <laughs> like, I wrote the book. That's not what it's about. You know, anyway, I get to... So there's something called the authority of God's authority in his word. And our job as believers is not to say, well, you know, I'm just going to bend this till it fits the way I, I grew up, you know, my tradition. Um, we, with God, the authority of God's word, our job as believers is go like this. We all say, amen. Like amen. hit the gavel, say amen, you know, like a court. We, we just say amen to the word. We're believers. We believe God's word. Um, so... God's authority in this regard, we, we should, there should be something in us when this, because it's happened to me a lot of times, it happens to a lot of us, there's a lot of things in the Bible that you may struggle with, and you just, it's good to fellowship, and it's good to pray, Lord, your word says this, I want to be a believer that takes every God-breathed word from the Bible. Lord, what does this mean? What, what are you trying to say to me? Let me give an example. Um, uh, I, I, I served as a Christian worker in Europe during the Arab Spring when a, over a million refugees came from the Middle East. Um, I happened to be there when we were saving and baptizing lots of people who had grown up their entire life Muslim. Can you believe that? But they were so desperate for something real, something they could hold on to, they came and said, please tell us your gospel. Tell us about Jesus. And they received Jesus you know, shouting, calling, calling on God, putting their hands up, and we baptized them. And then we were going on, and I remember one night specifically, we were in a living room singing this famous song that Billy Graham had, um, Just As I Am, you know, poor, wretched, just as we are. And then we say, oh, Lamb of God, I come. And they were like, yes, just as we are. Oh, Lamb of God? And that was all of their reaction. They said, no, 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 no. God is almighty. God, no, no, no. Allah, God is mighty. And, and just there was a traditional concept and I'm not just saying, I'm not, I'm not singling out one group Muslims, because when you get into the Bible, you realize the religious Jews are with the Lord. We all have concepts where we may limit the Lord speaking to us. So this matter of the Lamb of God, they were just, they were ready to leave our little Christian meeting in a home. 
<laughs> and we were like, what happened? They go, we never, ever would refer to God as a little farm animal. <laughs> and we're like, that's fair, actually. But anyway, we just had some fellowship. And you know what happened? They, we said, okay, would you guys just, you've, you've experienced something of Christ already. Don't, don't you admit? And they just said, yes, yes. So would you just bring this to God? Because this is part of his word. And we don't want to negate, neglect any part of God's word. And they nodded. And some of them really broke through. And you know what they started saying in the meetings? He said, praise the Lord. Jesus is the Lamb of God. <laughs> Unless they had the enjoyment of Christ as the Lamb of God, their sins couldn't be taken away. So that's pretty vital, don't you think? So we come tonight to another word that sometimes is like, the Lord says, you must eat me. Eat Jesus. And I hope we all have the same kind of heart toward receiving the word. Lastly, I just want to say in these, these passages, some on eating, there's our concept and we see God's concept, okay? Our concept in John chapter 6, where we're going to be looking at, this is after the Lord feeds the 5,000. All these people are, massive amounts of people are following him, waiting for him to do another miracle. They're like, what is he going to do? And they're all following him in John 6, chapter 30, they say, Lord, what will you do for me? So we can believe you, so we can follow you. What sign will you do for us? What will you do for me? Okay, so our concept, and this is not, this doesn't matter almost what we grew up in, but just we have this natural human concept that God wants to, he just in the realm of doing things for us. John 6, 35 I mean, the Lord, because in that part, the Lord says he was looking for some who had a hunger, not just for the physical food he was giving them, but for the words of eternal life. John 6, 35, he didn't say, he, this is his answer to their question. He said, I am the bread of life. He didn't say, okay, this is what I will. He said, I am the bread of life. That means we want him to do something for us, but he wants to be something in us. He wants to be something to us. He wants to actually be a group of peoples on the earth, their sustenance, their supply, their enjoyment, their satisfaction, okay? And lastly, um, this is another just with, with our concept, and this is a famous verse I'll let it, from Joshua 24. If you can finish the verse, go ahead. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Yes, may we all serve the Lord our whole life as believers. What a privilege. Um, the, a few books before that in Deuteronomy, there's this, many times this phrase, you shall eat, you and your whole household. As for you and your whole household, you shall eat. So the Lord, yes, he wants us to serve him, but in his Bible, again, this is the divine concept, he doesn't want us to serve him before he serves us some food, something to nourish us. We can't, we actually, we need to realize, Lord, when he, we will serve you, but we have no capacity unless you feed us to follow you, to serve you, okay? That's, anyway, that's Deuteronomy and Joshua 24. Okay, we're going to go to something really awesome now. Um, this is the, in, in, let's go to Roman 2 and read it. Can we read the verses from Matthew 23? Hypocrites, 
Ooh, ooh, okay. Circle hypocrites in the first sentence. Then right after that, circle outside, the outside. And then go down to of the cup and dish, but inwardly, circle inwardly. Then in the third line, circle cleanse first the inside. The fourth line, circle, circle hypocrites again. The fifth line, circle outwardly and then inwardly, okay? So maybe, maybe some of you know the 10 commandments given in the Old Testament. They're pretty outward. I mean, a lot, a lot of them, a lot of us don't have problem breaking, you know, do, do not murder, uh, do not commit adultery, have, you know, have no other idols. Um, there was one of these 10 commandments that the Apostle Paul said he just couldn't keep. Does anyone know what that commandment was? All right, anyone? Just go ahead and say it. Coveting. Coveting. You shall not covet. What? Coveting, to see something someone else has and inwardly desire it. And a lot of the, the commandments, they touch very outward things, but, I mean, can you tell if I'm coveting right now? I'm not. <laughs> just, kidding. just kidding, bro. <laughs> no, uh, sorry. Can, well, you're, 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 you're videoing. I wonder if I can get two brothers to come up. Um, just any two, maybe. Car Carlos, Alex, okay, stand up here with me. Okay, so there, there's, there's, from, there's, there's from all these outward commandments, the very last one, even the Apostle Paul, he got 90%. That's an A minus. That's, we have no hope. That's the 10 commandments, but in Matthew 5 through 7, the living that the Lord Jesus set up, he took those 10 commandments and he lifted them up like through the roof. He uplifted them. He said, okay, forget, forget killing. If you look at a brother and you just hate him in your heart, you've, you've, you've committed murder. If you forget committing adultery, if you've looked at a woman in order to lust after her, you've committed adultery. So if you see there's this from outward to inward, the Lord, the Lord is bringing up everything because God cares about our hearts. And this eating, this is why he takes the way of eating, which is so precious. It cleanses first the inside, and it heals us. It cleanses us inwardly. Um, okay, so these are two Christians. These are an example of two different kind of Christians. Alex, which one of you wants to eat? Carlos, okay. So, okay, Carlos is going to take the way of eating, like fellowshipping with the Lord, coming to him in the word and eating him. Okay, and day by day, you... <laughs> Okay, I mean, actually, did it, sorry, this is just actually phys, phys, even physical eating. Physical eating, you're eating. Um, Alex does not, does not eat. Okay, so he started, one day goes by, three meals, no meals. Okay, another day goes by, three meals, you can, here, you can have a piece of gum. Okay, oh. Okay, okay, no meals though. After about a week, you come, they're both Christians, they should be happy, they should be joyful. Um... Carlos, the food that he's eaten during the week, the pigments of his skin are expressing the vibrance. Yeah. The color in his skin. He's been eating healthy food. Day by day, meal by meal. Healthy oils, healthy vegetables. Good color in his skin. You have energy? You want to go play, play ball? Let's go. Alex, do you? You don't know. No, you don't look uh -oh. like it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can't do anything, bro. You can't yeah, serve the Lord. Probably not. You have no energy. But so Alex... 
what he does to make up for all this, his skin is just dilapidated. It's just, he has not, he needs food. So, but, but Alex, he said, okay, I can't eat, but what can I do? He takes, he takes makeup, puts it all on his face. Makeup. All over, all over. All right, stand up straight. Stand up straight. Okay, now they look the same. Look at that. They look the same. Which one of these is a hypocrite? All right, sorry. It was just, 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 just an example. Thank you, Rose. Thank you. Okay, you can sit down. You, Do you see this? Uh, the Lord was, he was, he was exposing that these, these were the religious Jews coming to him. And I had you circle all those things. There are seven times in this passage the Lord says, hypocrites. It upsets the Lord when we, he's done everything for us. And we wouldn't just be so simple to eat and enjoy what he's done. Um, he said, where's this? Uh, you know, inwardly, he's cleansed first the inside of the cup. So it's amazing. When we eat Jesus, when we eat the Lord in the word, there's something metabolic that happens in us. And we actually get cleansed inwardly. First, where no one can see. But eventually, you can tell what believers, who's been eating the Lord in the word. That's awesome. Um, just an example of, you know, this way of eating. When I was in college, I was, I, I was in, doing my own thing, and then somehow I ran into the brothers, and the Lord appeared to me. I began to love the Lord, get together with the brothers, and get in the word, and just get fed. Um, you know, the food gets in us, and it's active. It's active. It's very active. I was at a college meeting, and I had a lot of these shirts for some reason, but it was just an inappropriate shirt. It just said something very inappropriate, and I thought, I love that shirt. No one else had it. Um, I was sitting there, and in one meeting, we were just singing. Maybe, maybe do come. We were singing. We were singing that song, and I just wanted to hide myself under, like, a, a blanket, uh, and no one said anything. No one said, hey, you know, Christians should not, you know, you shouldn't wear that shirt. No one said anything, but inwardly, I just I said, okay, when is this meeting over? And as soon as it ended, I just ran out, ran to my apartment, threw it in the garbage can, and it felt so good. <laughs> I was like, finally, it's off. It's off. Never again. And, and no one said anything but the food. Do you see the way of an eating Christian? The food. The food, it, the food shepherds us. The food organically like, huh. Yeah, that's, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't want to be there. Okay. Okay. Well, let's go. Let's go on. Let's read Roman 3. Now we've ta- we talked about... Okay, anyway. Oh, okay, sorry. Matthew 15. Can we read those verses real quick? And I'll almost finish up this portion. Okay, this is an awesome portion uh, in Matthew 15. Now, so Matthew 23, we see the difference between someone who eats and a hypocrite, but we want to be those who take care of the inside of the cup, what's inside. We don't want to be what the Lord said, a whitewashed grave, a tomb, you know, made of marble, but inside full of dead man's bones, stinky. Uh, we, want to, we want to be those who take the way of Matthew 15, and this way is eating. So right before this, uh, the Jews came and asked the Lord, why don't your disciples wash their hands when they eat? You know, because it was in their ordinances that you should wash your hands. 
And so they were just trying to catch Jesus. And then the Lord ends up, he ends up speaking, this, this case happens right after that, where this woman, she's a Gentile, she's not a Jew, but she comes to the Lord and says, um, she asks him if, if Lord, she wish he would help her. And his response is like, wait, why was the Lord like that? But if you get into this, the Lord, what the Lord was doing here, he was eliciting a response from her. He wanted her to realize what you call a, a double realization, who she is and who he is. So he's not just, because for the, the house of Israel, he's the bread on the table. But here he's saying, he goes, well, it's not good to throw the, 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 the bread to the, ch- the children's dogs. And she, you know what she says? Yes, Lord, for even the little dogs. So she's saying, yes, I'm just a little dog, a little dirty dog, but I don't want to be a hypocrite. <laughs> I, want, I need some food. I'm hungry. And, the, and uh, we even need some little crumbs. And the Lord was, after that, he got so happy. He was like, oh, woman, great is your faith. Faith in that, in that story means her realization of who he was. It means he realized, she realized you're not only the bread on the table to be the food to the house of Israel, you've even become the crumbs to us little dirty dogs. And the Lord was not, was not so uh, set on ha- having people w- care about what people did what to wash outwardly, but he, wa- he came to feed man inwardly to change man's inward constitution. Okay, so this is the inward cleansing we get whenever we feed on the Lord. Let's go to Roman 3. So we're going to talk about the way. The way to eat Jesus. Okay, let's read Jeremiah 15, verse 16. Amen. Um, brothers and sisters, this is like a, a golden verse. Um, uh, I, this is worth, worthy of our praying over, seeking the Lord, asking the Lord. Um, your words were found. So that means your words were found. Not only that, but and I, so circle found and circle and I ate, circle ate them. So something outside of us, we come to, you may find something as you're reading, you're like, wow, and you're just impressed by it. Don't let that go. At that moment, we can turn it into prayer. Uh, and eat that word, and eat with the Lord at what we found. And what will happen? Your words will become in me. Become to me the gladness and joy of my heart. Uh, Brothers and sisters, this is, anyway, at this point we know that we've eaten. You can know that the food got in, you're like, wow, that's some strengthening I feel. I just want to read a testimony from a college student He compiled, or this was back in the day when he was in college, so I really like it. He compiled a book on how church fathers throughout history, they love the word of God. He says, how encouraging is the memory of the day when I first tasted the word of God. Often before that day, I had studied, I had studied, discussed, and memorized the Bible. But that day, it was different. While reading in Acts, the words that they had been with Jesus. This stood out. Soon, the whole verse was alive. I read the words. I prayed the words. 
I sang the words. I went to the woods behind the dormitory and shouted the words, unlearned and ignorant, but they had been with Jesus. Oh, with Jesus. They had been with Jesus. Even now, some 20 years later, there is still the longing and the prayer to be one who has been with Jesus. Thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. I like to say that I wanted to just give some experiences of one's finding and eating. There's not necessarily a, a method or a science. You know, every baby, I don't have one yet. Um, you can talk to my wife about that. But <laughs> we, uh, we do. <laughs> See, babies, is it right, Chris? Babies don't inherently know how to eat. Like if you put food in front of them, fork, knife, like maybe, maybe when their face is in it, maybe. Okay, that's like how I am and still am, because I'm still learning. You put the Bible in front of me, you know, sometimes it's like a pillow. Just like. <laughs> Um, so we're learning. We, we should fellowship about this. We should pray about this. We should talk with staff members. We should talk with upperclassmen, with one another. Hey, how, how, how have you been at, at that? <laughs> and we don't need to be embarrassed. I need, I'm my first to raise my hand. I'm, I, want, I want to learn to have those kind of experiences more and more. Amen. Having his word become to me the joy and rejoicing. Okay? Um, let's read John 6.35. Okay, so from these, these next, these four verses in John, we're going to take a few principles of kind of a step line defining what it is to eat Jesus in John 6. Okay, so he who what shall by, my, by no means hunger? He who comes to me. So this verse, he says, I am the bread of life, but he who comes to me. When we, when we open the Bible... Even if we have just a few minutes, we need to come to the Lord himself. The Lord was angered in John 5 because the Pharisee says, you search the scriptures, you know the scriptures, you quote the scriptures. They testify concerning what? Me. Yet you don't come to me that you would have life. The Lord is provoked the Lord. When we come to the word, we should say, Lord, I just want to come to you. You're a person. And I just have experience in college after a class, I would find an empty classroom, and I would open my Bible, I would have a timer, and I would just somehow just meet the Lord. Uh, I'd have a set time before studying just to get into the Word, and just so many precious, precious memories from that time. It's like the Lord met me face to face. Uh, sometimes my tears would just be, fall down on my pages. I'd pray, Lord, I was actually reading through recently, I saw some little notes that I made from over 10 years ago when in college. And I was like, man, I didn't even know what I was doing. But I was so glad I was in the Bible. <laughs> um, so we have to come to me. Also in this verse, so if you come to me, you won't hunger. You have that hunger? Instagram isn't satisfying? Netflix not satisfying? Come to me. He shall by no means hunger. Uh, also in this verse, 